Welcome to Family History, Genealogy Made Easy. I'm your host, Lisa Louise Cook. You probably have a lot of curiosity about your family history, but not a lot of time. And that's why I created this podcast. In each episode, I'm going to give you the tools that you need to uncover your family tree in quick and easy ways. Now, in the last two episodes, you've been hearing from experienced genealogy bloggers about family history blogging. I hope it piqued your interest and got you thinking about the possibility of doing it for yourself. As we've discussed, it's a great way to share your experiences with other researchers and potentially connect with long-lost relatives. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through setting up your own family history blog step-by-step. By the end of this episode, you could have your own family history blog up and running and sharing your enthusiasm about genealogy with the world. How's that sound? Are you willing to give it a try? And you know, even if you're not ready to start blogging today, listen in and plant the seeds for the future. But before we talk about how to reach out to the world, let's hear from you first, and we'll do that over at the mailbox. Longtime listener Will Haskell wrote in this last week about the recent blogging episodes, and he writes, Hi, Lisa. The transcript software mentioned by Denise Lovenick looks great. I downloaded and installed it this morning. I'm giving a brief software demonstration at the Greater Portland chapter of the Maine Genealogical Society's 30th anniversary celebration tomorrow, and I'm going to let people know about this product. Episodes 38 and 39 have really got me thinking about starting my own blog. It won't be easy with my 50-hour-plus-a-week civil engineering job, but your podcasts have motivated me. Thank you, Will Haskell, listener to all your podcasts. (laughs) Well, that's a great title. Thank you, Will. And I totally agree that that transcription software that Denise mentioned is really cool. And that's just one example of the kind of great tips that Denise Lovenick blogs about. I'll include a link to the software again in the show notes for this episode in case anybody else out there wants to give it a try. And Will, I'm actually really interested in hearing about your 30th anniversary celebration of your genealogy society because I'm actually on the committee working on the 25th anniversary celebration for my society and we are looking for ideas. So I hope that you'll email me again and tell me more about what kinds of things that you guys did to promote it and to celebrate it. And congratulations to the Greater Portland Chapter of the Maine Genealogical Society on 30 years. Quite an achievement. And of course, Will, if you do start blogging, I expect to be the first person to get the link to your blog. (laughs) In fact, I'm hoping that several of you out there will start blogging. and, And I'd love it if you could send me your blog addresses so I could do an entire episode highlighting them and sharing them with the rest of the listeners. That would be great. We can all certainly learn from each other's experiences, that's for sure. And as you may recall, my daughter Lacey and I featured a letter from Anne-Marie Eichen in our listener email episodes, and Anne-Marie had some questions about how to make progress with her Moggy research, specifically how to track down their immigration records. She wrote in again to say that she's going to follow up on the suggestions and let us know what she finds. But she also had some comments about my interview with genealogy blogger, The Footnote Maven. And she writes, Dear Lisa and Lacey, 
I was not going to write to tell you how excited I was to be able to contribute to your podcast and maybe help others as well. But after listening to the podcast with the footnote maven and your desire for comments or feedback, I decided to write. I had always thought that emails and comments were just additional work for the hosts. I think it will still take a big event to comment on or email on web mediums. It's just not my style. But I will keep the things that you and FM mentioned in mind and keep in mind that you find comments helpful. I've begun listening to Family History and Genealogy Gems podcast from the beginning again. When I listened the first time, I was so novice that I did not always understand what I was hearing. It's great to have this audio reference guide. Lastly, I recently found a maiden name by getting all of the death certificates for eight brothers and sisters working sideways, and of course, found the maiden name on the baby of the family. It was the last certificate I found. Still, it was a great exercise on the research side of genealogy, which I really enjoy. All my best, and thanks again, Anne-Marie Eichen. Well, Anne-Marie, I am so glad that you did write. And going through emails and comments, I guess, could be considered work, but it's really the best kind of work there is to do. Everybody needs a little encouragement now and then, right? I will fully admit to you guys listening that my knees were knocking and I was pretty insecure when I published my first episode. But it was the encouraging emails I received that kept me going and helped me to not only overcome my fears, but the emails I received actually helped me continually tailor the episodes to what people really want to hear about. My podcasts are definitely a two-way conversation in my mind, and I, I hope you feel that way about them too. So thanks so much for taking the time to write. I appreciate it. And thanks for sharing your success story about tracking down your ancestor's maiden name. Sounds like your persistence really paid off. <laughs> and you know, working sideways is a great strategy when you're hitting dead ends. Uh, pardon the pun. Before we get started on creating your blog, let me just say that there are probably countless websites for setting up blogs and certainly countless ways to go about it. My goal in the approach that I'm going to take is to get you up and running in a short period of time for free. And this is a great way to get your feet wet, see if it's for you, and if you decide to get more elaborate down the road, you can always do that. So number one, the first thing that we need to do in starting a family history blog is to decide what the purpose of your blog is going to be. When it comes to genealogy-themed blogs, there are lots of options. So here are just some ideas. You could do a research blog when you're actually documenting the steps that you're taking in your research. Uh, you could have a blog that's just focused on a particular family surname. Or perhaps you have a certain area of particular interest, and you could use your blog to showcase that, such as family traditions, family recipes, photographs, that kind of thing. Uh, you could even just do genealogy news. Lots of people do that. Or you could focus on a certain record type. That would be interesting, being the voice of the census or wills and probates, if you have a specialty area that you'd like to focus on. Or you could provide beginner education. Maybe you're an experienced um, researcher and you want to have a blog that helps the person brand new to genealogy. That would be great. Uh, you could also have a blog that focuses on interviews with relatives. 
Um, again, you have to deal with, you know, permission issues and that type of thing, but it might be that you have a wonderful collection of, of old letters or documents and things from a great-great-grandparent, and maybe that's something that you'd like to highlight. You could also have a blog that focuses on the history of an ancestor's home or community. If there's one in particular that you feel like you've come to know very well and and you want to just focus on that area and maybe invite other people researching in that area to interact with you, that would be great. Or you could have a general all-purpose blog that just kind of blows in the wind and you cover whatever catches your fancy that day. Some people do that. Or maybe you want to follow a pattern like many of the Genia bloggers do. Um, The footnote maven mentioned having a different theme each day of the week, like Wordless Wednesday, where the blogger just posts a photograph that sort of speaks for itself. So you could set up that each day has a particular theme, and that would help prompt you to do your writing for the day. And remember, no matter what theme you choose or in whatever way you decide to focus your blog, Remember that the footnote maven had some very good advice. You can't be an expert in everything, so don't even try. <laughs> to, to me, a really good way to stay out of that trap is just to stay narrowly focused and decide that focus up front before you get writing. If you find that you are having to be an expert in everything, your blog theme is probably too broad, so you might want to you know, narrow it in a little bit. And of course, best of all, be yourself. Do what you do best, and you'll have fun, and you'll have more success doing it. Okay, so let's say you've decided what your blog is going to be about. And uh, in my case, my blog is going to be about how to have a family history blog. That makes sense? So that's my focus. And uh, that theme is going to help us to build the framework of the blog itself. We are going to use a service called Blogger to create your blog. It's free and it's very easy to use. Just go to blogger.com. Blogger is owned by Google, so if you already have a Google account, then you're one step ahead of the game. If not, then that's the first thing that you'll need to do. So just click the orange Create a Blog button, and because you're not signed in, it's going to automatically walk you through either signing into your Google account or signing up for your free Google account, which you can take care of there. Creating your Google account is step one of creating a blog in the blogger process. So once you've done that, blogger will move you on to step two, which is to name your blog. Of course, the name should reflect what your blog is about, but it's also good to be thinking about what's catchy and, you know, what you can actually get a URL address for. The URL name you pick has to be something that isn't already being used by somebody else on blogger. So it might take a few tries to find something that you can use. I'm going to to name my blog aptly, Blog Your Family History. So I type that into the title field and then type Blog Your Family History in the blog address URL field, and I check the availability link to see if it's available, that somebody else isn't already using Blog Your Family History. And the good news is that it's not being used by anybody else, so now my website address for my new blog is going to be Blog Your Family History blogspot.com. Once you have your title and your URL address, uh, which is your website address secured, then you just type in the word verification code there at the bottom and click the continue button. Now our next task is to choose a design template for our new blog and blogger gives you several to choose from. 
just scroll down uh, the options that they have there for you on this screen, and you can pick one that you like that you feel like reflects the mood of your blog. But don't worry, because if you decide you want to change it later, you can always do something different. You'll notice that some of these templates have light writing on dark backgrounds. Um, my advice is to steer clear of these because while they may look very stylish, they're actually pretty hard on the eyes to read. And if your blog is difficult to read, your readers are going to move on and find another blog that isn't hard to read. And that's something to keep in mind throughout this design process. Not only do you want to create a blog that pleases you, but you also want to keep in mind your audience. I mean, that is a large part of why we're blogging in the first place, so that folks out there will read what we write. If it appeals to visitors, then they're going to stay and they're going to become readers, and that's what you want. So as you scroll through these design templates, if you see one that you like, you can click the preview template link, which is right underneath the image, get a larger view of it, see if it is indeed what you want to use. Well, in looking through these, I think I'm going to go with the template called Snapshot. It's nice and bright and very open looking. You just click the select button and click continue. And voila, you get a page that says your blog has been created. So we just click the orange arrow that says start blogging. But actually, we have a few more things to do before we start blogging. And we're going to do those right after this. Now, when we clicked the Start Blogging button, it took us straight to our Blogger dashboard, where we can start writing our first blog post. However, there are a couple of more things that we'll want to do with our blog before we get to the business of actually posting blog articles. First, let's just get familiar with our blog dashboard. This is sort of the behind the scenes, an area that your readers are never going to see, but where you will actually be doing your blogging. Now, there are four tabs that you'll see there along the top. There's Posting, Settings, Layout, and Monetize. Right now, we're on the Posting tab, so we're going to click the Settings tab and tune up our blog just a bit. And these are things that you're probably only going to have to do once. First, you'll notice that the description box is blank. And this is a good time to type up the description of the blog because it kind of helps solidify in your mind exactly what your focus is and then communicates it to the rest of the world. You'll want to include keywords in your description that help readers find your blog based on their interests and the focus of your blog. And that's an important vocab word when you're a blogger, and that's keyword. Keywords label your blog so that when readers go searching for a blog to read about, they'll find it. And keywords are just words that you're typing into your title, your description, and into your blog posts. So some good keywords for this new blog that I'm creating would be genealogy, family history, family tree, blog, how-to, and genealogger. And as you can see, keywords can be single words or they can be a short keyword phrase, something like family history, which readers will very likely be searching for, right? So here's my description that I came up with for this blog. 
Blog Your Family History provides you with step-by-step instructions and inspiration for creating your own genealogy blog. Your family tree will grow as you reach out and share your research and family history. You can be a genea blogger in no time. Learn how to set up a free blog, focus on your family history theme, and create captivating posts that will inspire other genealogists and hopefully connect you with long-lost cousins. So as you can see, I've packed a lot of keywords and keyword phrases into a concise description. Blogger allows you up to 500 characters, and this paragraph that I just read you is 435, so we're good to go. And that includes spaces, by the way. So the rest of your options on this basic setting page are mostly about how your content will be labeled and how it will be found on the internet. So take a look through the settings, but in most cases, you'll want to leave them in the default settings that they are already in and just click the Save Settings button at the bottom of the page. And for right now, you can leave all the other types of settings as is as well. There's about nine different categories within that Settings tab that you can tweak if you want to, but the default settings on these are just fine for now. So now let's click the Layout tab. I love working in this area because this is where you get to customize the layout and the types of gizmos and gadgets that are going to be on your blog. We don't want to overdo it, but there are some really good ones out there that you won't want to miss. Here again, we are working behind the scenes, and as you can see, the different areas of your blog are broken up into individual blocks or gadgets. Blogger will automatically add a couple of gadgets to the sidebar of your blog, and they are followers, and these are just other folks who use Blogger who subscribe to your blog's RSS feed. And RSS feed is another vocab phrase that we will cover in depth in just a few minutes. There's also a blog archive. And in this gadget, Blogger will automatically archive your older blog posts in an organized way so that your readers can easily go back and they can read past articles. And there's an About Me block. This is just a place where you can tell your readers a little more about yourself. You can be as public or as private as you want. But this is likely where a long-lost cousin may look for your email address to contact you. So if that's the purpose of your blog, then the About Me block is the place where you're going to want to include your email address. To see what other types of gadgets you can add, just click the Add a Gadget link in the top side box. And that will bring up a window that gives you lots of fun choices. You can add a search box. You can add a box where you can type in text or add photos. Um, There's a box for a slideshow, a video bar. You can add polls. You can poll your audience on questions. Um, You can add lists. There's also an RSS feed from another blog or podcast. So if I was starting a blog and I wanted to um, have links that go to each of my new podcast episodes, I could add that RSS feed block and feed in my podcast episodes there as well. And the subscription links gadget will allow your readers to subscribe to the blog in a variety of different blog readers. And those are just different websites that help them keep sorted the blog posts that they follow and like to read. And there's even an HTML JavaScript freeform box where you can add your own code if you know HTML 
or you could add code that you get for another gadget that might be offered from a different website. So that's a little more advanced, but it's there if you do know HTML. Now, each one of these is very easy to use and pretty self-explanatory to set up. But I recommend, again, not overloading your blog. <laughs> it's easy to do. You get very excited and you see all these wonderful different gadgets and you want to add them all. But in the beginning, only include, at least to start, the items that you really think that your readers would get some value from. Again, it's about what the readers are looking for. Uh, otherwise, they can just become a big, annoying distraction <laughs> that gives your reader a reason to leave your blog, and you don't want them to leave. You want them to stay and read. So, for example, let's add a photo gadget or block to the blog. So just click the plus sign that you see there on the right-hand side of the page that's uh, aligned with the picture gadget. And that is going to bring up a page when you click that plus sign that's called Configure Image. And here you will give the, the image a title. Again, keywords are really helpful and important to keep in mind. And the title is really what is the purpose of this image on there. Maybe the image is a logo that takes them to another website. Or maybe it's going to be just an image that kind of represents what the blog is about. And then you have a caption, which could be like a very brief description, just something that explains a little further about what you want them to know based on this photograph that they're looking at. Or image. It doesn't have to be a photograph. It could be a graphic image as well. I'm going to add one of my favorite vintage images. It's actually a cabinet card that I just picked up recently at an antique shop, and it's of three women sharing letters. And of course, it caught my eye because I have three uh, grown-up daughters now, and it reminded me of a little bit of them. And they're sharing letters, which makes me think of, you know, correspondence. And I think that it represents the idea of sharing ideas and information with each other on a family history-themed blog. I kind of like that. So I'm going to add that one. Now, you have two options for adding a photograph. If you have your own website, you could post the image to your website and then just link to it, link to the page that it resides on. Or you can upload it directly from your hard drive. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to upload it directly from my computer's hard drive. So I make sure the From Your Computer button is selected. And then just click the Browse button. And then navigate your way to the location of the photograph or the image on your computer's hard drive and select it. Once the image appears, that means it has been successfully uploaded to Blogger. Now, if you want to link this image to another website, like the example I gave you of adding a logo image for another website, and then you want your readers to be able to click on that image and be able to be taken to that other website, then you'll want to type in the address for that website in the link field for the image. But that's an optional feature. And uh, once that's done, then you can just click the orange Save button and you're done. Now you'll be back at your dashboard in the layout mode again, and you will see that the top box on the side is now labeled as the title that you gave your image. So do you want to see what it looks like now? Just click the blue preview button at the top and a preview window will open up showing you how your blog currently looks and it will include the image that you just uploaded. Isn't that fun? And it's so easy to do. 
Now, before we finish up with this episode, I've got one more thing I want to show you. So close that preview window and you'll be back at your dashboard again in layout mode. Now let's say that I don't want the photo that I just added to be at the top of my blog on the side, but rather I would like to have my About Me gadget appear first so that it's easy to find. Well, here in the um, dashboard, just hover your mouse over the About Me gadget and your cursor will turn into the little um, grab handle. It's a cross with arrows on the ends. And that lets you know that you can just click and grab that gadget and you can drag it wherever you want it. So I will drag and drop the About Me gadget so that it lands just above the photo box. And then just click the preview button to see what it looks like. And uh, I like it. It's that easy to arrange your gadgets any way that you want them. Well, we've just gotten started and there is more to do. And that's coming up right after this. You know, I love bringing these genealogical gems to you that help boost your research and build a strong family tree. And it's important to me to always have free podcasts available so that everyone can participate. If you enjoy these free shows and you would like to help me cover the costs of bringing them to you each week, there's a really easy way to do that that won't cost you a thing. By coming to my website at genealogygems.tv whenever you need to do some shopping online and accessing your favorite stores and websites through the links that you find on my site, you financially support the show. The price you pay is exactly the same, but Genealogy Gems receives a small percentage for referring you. It's just that simple. Amazon is one of my all-time favorite places to shop online. They have just about everything and at incredibly competitive prices. So next time you're looking for books, DVDs, software, electronics, apparel, pretty much anything at all, head to genealogygems.tv and click the Amazon ad that you find on the homepage or throughout the website. And these free podcasts will benefit by any shopping that you do and you will get the same super low prices. Everybody wins. So if you enjoyed the Genealogy Gems podcast and the Family History Genealogy Made Easy podcast, let your mouse do the shopping through the ads and links on the Genealogy Gems website, and together we'll keep new episodes coming for a long time to come. Well, we've made a lot of progress on our blog in a very short amount of time. So uh, try to carve out some time this week to take the steps that we covered in this episode. Our first step was to decide on the theme or focus of your blog. Number two, get a Google account if you don't already have one. Number three, create your blogger blog account with your chosen name and secure that URL address that you want to go with it. Number four, pick your design template. Number five, add at least one gadget from the choices provided. You could try that photo gadget that we did. And number six, move the gadgets around a little bit so that you have them in the order that you want them. And next week, we're going to finish up this family history blogging lesson with adding a few more gadgets and details, things that will kind of finish up and polish up your blog. We're going to do a little bit of pre-planning for your blog posts. We're going to publish your first article, and then we're going to talk about how your readers will subscribe to your blog and uh, get into more detail about the RSS feed. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. You'll find the show notes for this episode, which include all the links I've talked about at my website, genealogygems.com. 
And there you'll also discover a lot more tips and tools for finding your family history in my podcasts, the blog posts, books, and videos. Become a Genealogy Gems premium member, and you're also going to get access to exclusive content like my full-length video classes and the premium podcast episodes. We have a new one of those coming out every month. Now, if you have any questions about this episode, or if you'd like to share your experiences on how the podcast has impacted your own family history journey, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at genealogygemspodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 925-272-4021 and we might just play it here on the show. Thanks so much for listening, friend. I'll talk to you soon.